0: Very familiar opening music says you've landed in another hotbox, the first of 2021. one hour or so of music uh, that heralds the start, we all hope, of a better year for all of us, especially for all those musicians who've been pushed to the brink of disaster or beyond uh, with no prospect of work and no creative outlet. Terrible. Uh, Worldwide, there are some interesting live streams on the internet including some here in Ireland if you can pop in a few euros or dollars, uh, you're usually rewarded with some excellent sounds and you'll be getting that good feeling of helping musicians just a little bit. Well, thankfully here at Jazz Island in the hot box, we're bursting with desire to share music with you. So for this first edition, we're focusing on new albums and keeping it as upbeat as we can. So let's Roll with a superb big orchestra and a bit of precise playing that literally brought tears to my eyes. It's Christian McBride's big band from his new record, and it's three minutes and 40 seconds of milestones. <laughs> you <laughs> wonderful christian mcbride big band and uh, of course a recreation of milestones which uh, must be in the first lesson that anybody has about jazz um we'll get i think at least one more piece right now from that album the album is called for jimmy wes and oliver a reference of course and a homage to uh, oliver nelson jimmy smith and wes montgomery so, uh, we also find Wes's Rhodes song, arranged by Kristin McBride, and a couple of Oliver Nelson songs using the original Nelson arrangements, and featuring alongside McBride on bass, Mark Whitfield as the guitar player, and Joey DeFrancesco on the Hammond organ. What could be better? good as that. Uh, Road Song there that's uh, written originally of course by Wes Montgomery and uh, that was Kristen McBride's arrangement of it Uh, Wes was played if you like by Mark Whitfield although very much his own man Joey DeFrancesco of course on the organ and you very briefly heard a bit of Steve Wilson on the soprano Um, Christy McBride Big Band's new album which is simply called For Jimmy, Wes and Oliver uh, it's a super album it has uh, new stuff as well as old stuff and it has a few tracks where you've got a smaller unit as as well as the big band a truly super band and of course soloists all the way out of the top drawer we'll move on to something entirely different both forwards and in a sense backwards uh, to an album by the 28 year old pianist Emmett Cohen He's a, one of a new generation of multi-talented musicians. Incidentally, and I mentioned this to any parent, uh, he started his piano lessons when he was three years old. Uh, I say forwards because uh, this is a, a major star in the firmament, I think, and backwards because his music Joyce, and his style uh, moves easily and seamlessly from the legacy of the jazz forebears to the 21st century harmony in the blinking of an eye. Thank you. Sheer joy of uh, remembering Jelly Roll and all those early piano professors. Symphonic Raps was the title of that one, a uh, composition by Emmett Cohen. That was Emmett Cohen's trio uh, Russell Hall as the bass player and Kyle was the drummer, uh, their, their new album, which also has pieces uh, with a quintet, uh, one of which includes Melissa Aldana, who's a, another rising star, she of the tenor saxophone, um, and uh, we'll take another piece from that album a bit later, probably stay in the old stuff, but uh, the album is called Future Stride, which uh, is a bit of a clue, I guess. Now, though, over to another great big band, the, the Monkestra of John Beasley i <laughs> That's a really interesting uh, album from John Beasley. I think it's the 3rd album of John Beasley's Monkestra and although it's said in the publicity that the idea is to break away a little bit from previous albums which, as the name Monkestra clearly suggests, were all about Thelonious Monk, there is still a good dollop of Thelonious uh, compositions in this one. That wasn't one of them of course, including uh, there are some that are rarely heard. And we'll try and take another track if we have time later on in the show. Well, anyone familiar with what we try to do in the hotbox will know that we aren't shy of putting very contrasting pieces side by side and the next album were simply well certainly an exercise in contrast in itself but uh, it's also what we've just heard Um, it's the new one from chick korea and i note that some reviewers have been a bit put off by its uh, placing side by side of classical pieces with jazz. I have to say, I really just love it and certainly feel that its content is somehow very appropriate for the strange living conditions which we're all uh, suffering at this time. So I'll simply start the CD. It's a double CD, incidentally. It's called Chick Career Plays. You'll hear the very beginning of a solo concert. You'll hear his interaction with the audience and the first 10 minutes or so of the concert from Mozart to George Gershwin. And you'll also hear Chick talking uh, very nicely to a latecomer.
1: Thank you so much. So here I am with my piano. But what I've developed as I've played solo around a lot is I've become interested in how I put composers together. I'm going to begin with an improvisation that leads into a Mozart sonata. It's called Sonata in F. I'm just going to do the second movement. That's the real pretty movement. Then after that, I'm going to put Gershwin together with Mozart, You know, as if the two of them sat down to have a talk. (laughs) In my mind, these two pieces mix very well. and here we go. Thank you for coming. (laughs) Oh yes, I forgot. We have to do one more thing before I begin. Which is, um, the piano's all tuned up real nice, but we have to tune up. (laughs) Yeah, we. Again. nice to see you. You missed the best part.
0: Chick solo, uh, live from his new double album, which is called Simply Chick Corea Plays. Uh, there he was playing Mozart and Gershwin and, of course, a bit of Chick Corea thrown in. Um, this is a two-CD album. It's called, as I said, Chick Corea Plays. It's all live and yet another angle on this amazing artist, um, recorded in fancy concert halls across Europe and the States. It's uh, highly interactive, as you could hear, with the audiences. And as the review in the Jazz Times said, it's it's solo, but the band is really the audience. Last year, he released a Latin American album and a great trio album with Kristen McBride and Brian Blade. So he hasn't slowed down, nor has he been boxed into any particular zone. Chicoria Plays is, by the way, on the Concord label. Well, talking about Latin America, we can head straight to Cuba. Um, We featured the Cuban pianist and band leader Harold Lopez-Nusa on previous hotboxes, and I must say I I have become a big fan. He is Cuban, yet another brilliant musician bringing Cuban music to enliven the world of jazz, and there's a slightly um, anarchic quality to his music, which never fails to get the foot tapping and put a smile on your face. So this is called Habana sin Sabanas, and if Google Translate is correct, it means Havana without bedsheets. Thank you. without bedsheets from Harold Lopez Nusser's new recording, recorded in Havana, of course. Here he is again with, uh, this one is called Van Van Meets New Orleans. (laughs) There are there from Harold Lopez Nunez's newest album, which is called Te Lo Dije. Uh, that piece was called Van Van Meets New Orleans. Um, as you heard, the whole album uh, is a lot of fun. And wouldn't it be wonderful when we can get to hear some live music again, which uh, prompts me to remind you that there are quite a few live streams of jazz now on the internet, and they're becoming more frequent for obvious reasons. Um, so if uh, if you want to do some good, and do some good to yourself, uh, tune into them, and sometimes you'll be asked to lob a few bob, but uh, why not, because most musicians these days are having a very tough time. Probably not the Yellow Jackets, they've got a new album out which they made with the DWR Big Band, um, they've had a tremendous record of fusion-type records, but put them with a big band and expand some of their arrangements, and you've got a good one. There we had the gospel-infused piece by Russell Ferranti. It was called Revelation. Now, I I know a few jazz purists who kind of look down their noses at the Yellow Jackets, which I humbly suggest is a bit wrong. Uh, They have their style. They have superb musicianship. Uh, They sell a lot of records, by the way. Uh, Only only Russell Ferranti, uh, the keyboard player, is from the original lineup, and uh, they have the excellent tenor of Bob Minzer and the new bass and drummer. You heard a bit of Dale Anderson's, uh, Dane Anderson's, I should say, electric bass there, and the drummer is William Kennedy. I should also like to add, perhaps uh, relevantly, that uh, Bob Minzer is currently the resident musical director of the WDR big band, so the marriage was, as it were, preordained. The album is called Jackets XL. And since we're staying mainly with large aggregations, as Duke Ellington used to say, let's have the promised piece from Christine McBride, Oliver Nelson's magnificent Night Train. Train, uh, originally featuring uh, Wes Montgomery and Jimmy Smith, and now a real barnstormer for the guitar of Mark Whitfield and the organ of Joey DeFrancesco, And in fact, that is the opening track uh, on the wonderful album it certainly sets the scene for the whole thing. Alas, it's, um, it's about time to wrap up and close the lid on this, the first hotbox of 2021. Uh, I'm aware that they've been a bit scarce of late, and several Nice folk have been in touch, wondering when we'd be back. Well, many thanks to them for inquiring, and hopefully they're happy that we are back and they've enjoyed this show. More shows, of course, in the pipeline. Um, we started, uh, no, we didn't start, but we had a track earlier uh, from the pianist, the young pianist Emmett Cohen, and I think we should let him play us out. And this is the title track from his new album. It's called Future Stride. If you have been, thanks for listening.